The lead story has been this shooting in Boulder. Ten people are dead. The chief of police there giving an update on the identity of the shooter and things that took place. ...investigation and will bring justice to each of these families. Regarding the suspect, at approximately 2.40 p.m. on Monday, March 22nd, officers were dispatched to King Supers on Table Mesa Drive. Officers arrived on the scene within minutes and immediately entered the store and engaged the suspect. There was an exchange of gunfire, which suspect was shot. No other officers were injured. The suspect was taken into custody at 3.28 p.m. He was transported to the hospital for treatment, now in stable condition. This suspect has been identified as Ahmad Alyssa, 21 of Arvada. He has been charged with 10 counts of murder in the first degree and will be shortly transported to Boulder County Jail. Press release with his identifying information, the victim's information will be forthcoming. I appreciate you being here. And I want to say to the community, I am so sorry this incident happened. And we are going to do everything in our power to make sure this suspect has a thorough trial and we do a thorough investigation. So what you have are people who are in the supermarket called King Super. This man walked in, started firing. Now, there's a lot of conversation of was he firing at specific targets or was it in general? All these things are going to be found through investigation. And I am not going to let the cacophony of of maddening sound decide for us what's happening. This is one of the reasons why you should step away from social media today. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. What's happening on social media is everything that happens on social media. People who know nothing deciding they know everything. The people who went out, oh yeah, this 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 was a white guy. I mean, they didn't know who they didn't know what was going on up, white guy. Oh, this was this we have to go after guns here. Oh, we need to do this there. They didn't wait a moment or a second. I am willing to wait to get the information. We have a name. We do not have a motive. We do not have a weapon in terms of knowing what type of weapon was used. None of it. When we have it, we're going to share it. We're going to discuss it. Already, you've got the president, Joe Biden, saying we need gun bans. Does, doesn't know anything about what happened. And this is a man who's got his own issues, specifically with the border. It is clear. This is a mayor down in Texas, Democrat, talking to Charles Payne at Fox Business about what's going on. I think I should say he's on Fox News talking about what's going on with the border. And it is a Biden border crisis, in my in my opinion, because there's no kind of action. And seeing what we're seeing now with, with what's happening in the Rio Grande Valley with, with people wrapped around in, in blankets made out of silver. I mean, it's just it's just kind of absurd what's happening. Why do, why do you say the way the administration has handled this, you personally feel it's a slap in the face? 
Well, because when you're pleading with, with the president to, to stop the release of migrants into your community while we're dealing with a weather phenomenon that hasn't happened in 20 to 30 years, and we only get three or four days of that time, you know, per the border patrol sector, which, by the way, we have a great relationship down on the ground with our with our chief with our chief and, and non-government organizations, it's just really like, you know, whose side are you on? The American people were without water, electricity for days on end in Del Rio, Texas, and you're going to release migrants, you know, th those individuals that are seeking a better life and opportunity into this into this weather phenomena i just don't understand how that's i don't even understand how that could even happen of course this is all of joe biden's doing and of course without question and without debate this is a crisis Have we? I believe we still have the ability to discuss multiple things at the same time. There was a shooting that took place in Texas. I'm mean, sorry, in Colorado, and ten people are dead. There was a shooting that took place in Atlanta, and eight people are dead. It's awful. We we in both cases, people immediately jump to what sets our narrative straight. Let's not worry about the facts. That's diseased. And when it comes to what's happening on the border, there's a total unwillingness to say to the Biden administration with clarity, what the hell are you doing? I mean, it's happening, which you got to admit is, is pretty impressive. It's happening in pieces. It's happening here and it's happening there. And you've got a mayor here and you've got someone in the news media uh, there who are willing to engage these conversations. But no one yet has said, uh, for example, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, that he is flat out lying about the border. This was Mayorkas. Maybe you heard me uh, share this. He is uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security telling Chuck Todd that the border is closed. Uh, Chuck, our, our message has been straightforward and simple, and it's true. The border is closed. We are expelling families. We are expelling single adults, and we've made a decision uh, that we will not expel young, vulnerable children. I think uh, we are executing on our plans, and quite frankly, uh, when we are finished doing so, uh, the American public will look back on this and say we secured our border and we upheld our values and our principles as a nation. May I say that this is a lie, and certainly it is not upholding our values and principles as a nation when the Secretary of Homeland Security lies to the American people about what's happening at the border. The border is not closed. Now, this is different than saying uh, the, the, the border is open. No, the border is not open. There's still people being caught. There's still people being deported. We should say so clearly. What there is, is an overwhelming of the border that makes it untenable. And people will slip through, and then you've got people who are being told there's no need for you to show up to a court appearance. Jack, go on in. That's happening. And that is, to many people, and it is can be rationally stated, an equivalence to an open border. Certainly, you cannot make the claim that the border is closed. No matter how smug Secretary of Homeland Security Lex Luthor, I mean Mayorkas, uh, uh, says it. Says it. 
right? And it doesn't matter how smug he is when he says it. It doesn't change the facts. By the way, he does have a Lex Luthor thing going. He does. And it's, and honestly, between the look and the voice, and especially in this interview, that smug smile he gives, it's like, oh, you are a supervillain. Like he's like, like everything we've we've grown up with with the look of supervillain right there in in one package. And the thing that he's doing that supervillainy is lying, flat out lying. Now we should also note that part of the problem that we're dealing with here is that the people in charge are children. It's a good thing people didn't want mean tweets and gave us this. Thank goodness we have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And if we're not, we wouldn't get Kamala Harris being asked about whether she'll go to the border. Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again. Yeah. she laughing? Is she? Are you going to the border? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can use that as torture and Gitmo. I've got, I've got the two for. I've got Kamala, the vice president, and then I can add Secretary Buttigieg. <laughs> there is no escaping that hell. Oh no, no, that's gonna haunt your dreams tonight. You're welcome, everybody. Are you going to the border? And she's laughing. She doesn't even understand the moment. We went from Mike Pence to this. But no, no, it's it's good that you voted for Joe Biden. That way, you won't have to deal with any mean tweets. No, no, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm looking directly at you. I'm looking at all those people. Oh, I just can't take any more Trump. I just can't take any more Trump. Okay. Man, you got to, you, you, you might have to learn how to buck up. How to uh, handle a little bit of crazy in your life. Because sometimes some people are a little crazy, but man, things get done. Be clear and understand that this is not because Donald Trump did X, Y, and Z. This is because Biden will not do A, B, and C. Biden's view of the border is not one that involves protection or an understanding of who's crossing it. It involves a view that is openness. He said, surge to the border, people who are seeking asylum. But since everybody gets taught how to seek asylum, because they're all taught by quote-unquote Americans how to game the system. I'm sorry, if you're teaching people how to lie, I don't think it's a very American thing to do when we're talking about citizenship, thank you very much, or entry into the nation. They're taught how to lie, how to game the system. So... If you're not willing to address that, if you're not willing to address the fact that coyotes and others steal children and utilize them as human shields to get to the border, well, then uh, you're, you're not prepared to deal with the border. Now, the one thing I do agree with uh, Secretary Mayorkas on, and I would agree with Joe Biden on, is that I have no interest in abandoning these children. I do have an interest in getting them back to their parents if indeed those parents can be found, which is a horror story in and of itself. You want to keep the children here? 
Let's find homes for those children to go in. I would do it. Of course I would. Yeah, I, I look, I, I've, I, I will tell you, though, the, I have thought about adoption. This family has thought about adoption for forever, and I, and I do, in, in many ways, regret not doing it. But it's, 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 if I've learned anything lately, it's, it's never too late. It's never too late. So you would find homes all across America. I would rather they were with their parents if they were stolen from their parents. But if those parents can't be found, let's, let's at least make sure they're in homes. On that, I agree wholeheartedly. But until we solve this border issue by understanding that you need a border, there is no doubt that it should be shut down. That's not the case today, no matter what Secretary Mayorkas says. I'm Tony Katz. So this, I, I, uh, Ari, how is this a story? I need more context. Lecturer fired. You know what? You know what? I, I, can't, I can't do it this way. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I, 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 can, I have to do it this way. Your car's seatbelt, safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? What is the connection between rain and farming? The answer may surprise you. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. From the New York Post, lecturer fired for aggressive use of question marks gets $20,000 payout. Honestly, man, was there nothing else in the news today? It's Colorado and this? Explain this story to me, producer Ari. I, I mean, that the headline pretty much... Uh sums it up he was sending uh some some texts and they had a lot of question marks in them and people said you're being overly aggressive and uh, unnecessarily aggressive and so uh, so he's a professor uh, dr benoit sobnak he was fired as the warden of a resident hall at lowborough university this is in the uk it complains that his excessive punctuation created an intimidating tone. One of them said, do you have to stay for dinner? And it had four question marks. And another one was, why don't you listen? And had five question marks, followed by stick to what has been decided. Now, he was dismissed from this role as a warden. He's still a lecturer, professor at the university. He's, he held this position as a warden for 18 years. Years. I mean, that's... You got fired for question marks and exclamation points. I do agree the question marks are... Like, if you texted... I could, if someone texted me that many question marks, I could tell they'd be annoyed. But, I, you know, you can't fire someone for that. Did anybody ever say, hey, do you know what it means when you do four question marks? Oh, he knew what it meant. You don't know that he knew what he meant. You, yeah, I, I can. Yes, he did. What are you talking about? Did anybody who got them? Let's say you're you're a, a student there, and you you've gotten this thing with five question marks. Be like, what's with the five question marks, sir? No. Do you know what that means? No one would. Everyone knows what that means. Okay, and so the answer is just get him fired, as opposed to ask a question and try and mediate it out like a normal person. 
No, I don't fire him, but I fully acknowledge, you know, just don't be a tool. I'm saying that to the students. It would have taken all of four seconds to clear this up. All of four seconds to clear this up. None of this was necessary. You know, for, for the for the Gen X crowd, uh, it, it's it's true. The rest of these generations can't handle a damn thing. I mean, it started to become beyond just a point of pride. It's like you people were raised wrong. I'm curious to see how the Gen X crowd raises their kids. Are they going to be tough? And and are, are is the Gen X crowd the millennials? Kid like are the millennials the kids of the Gen Xers? No, Gen Z would be though, right? That's my question. Because, you know, the, the, the greatest generation gave us the baby boomers, and they're a hot mess. I wonder if Gen X is going to be able to do it better. They'll be fine. People, people are getting triggered by five question marks. Every generation. You know what? You're, the generation above you said, your generation, you got no respect. You kids are crazy. And so forth. It always, everyone's always worse than the Correct. one before them. Correct. We are just reliving production of Flower Drum Song day in and day out. I am not saying no to that. However, saying you don't understand me, man, is different than the acting out that takes place over slights that don't exist and the inability to say, hey, what in the world does this mean? I'll give you an example. I used to do this in supermarkets. Someone would be behind me and they'd be behind me, they'd be behind me. I'd see them behind me and I'd go, oh, I'm sorry to let them pass. I don't apologize anymore. It was me just being a nice guy in general. Oh my God. If you don't have the decency to say, excuse me, you can stand there all day. I'm not getting out of the way. Be an adult and say, excuse me. It just sounds like our generation, my generation, is much more courteous. No, you're not. You're not at all. Please don't kid yourself. Unless, of course, you're saying, excuse me, in which case, good on you. I, I refuse to apologize. It's such a ludicrous take. It is a perfect take said by adults who don't feel the need to apologize to people who aren't decent enough to say, excuse me. Why would I apologize to them? Why would anyone? Of course I'm correct. You would apologize to anybody for any reason at any time. You don't even care. Apologize right now, Ari. Sorry. See? And he doesn't understand that that's an issue. <laughs> this is Tony Katz today. So the jury is set in the trial of former officer Derek Chauvin accused in the death of George Floyd. That trial begins March 29th. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Go to TonyKatz.com and get the podcast. Just click on podcast and you can subscribe, follow whatever it is they want to call it. Do that now. Greatly appreciate it. 15th member of the pool was chosen, well, just today. Wrapping up that process, it took two weeks, 12 jurors, two alternates, the 15th person will be dismissed when the trial begins if the rest of the jury remains intact. So they've, they've got extras, and then they've got an extra for the extra. Now, what's going to take place in this trial? That's a good question. Can they get uh, Derek Chauvin a, a fair trial in, in, a, in, a, in a place uh, that is so charged? And the answer is, well, that's for the, 
for the defense to have to to, to figure out. Defense is going to have to make that call. They've got a series of charges they can work with, including third-degree murder, which is something specific to Minneapolis, or I should say Minnesota, and this was where a lot of the back and forth was because it was utilized in a case with a former officer, uh, Muhammad Noor, in the shooting death of a woman. Third-degree murder also discusses the fact that you are a threat to the people around you, which doesn't necessarily apply to Derek Chauvin in what he was doing with George Floyd. However, you utilized it in a case prior. You have precedent. They should be able to utilize it. That was the argument of the attorney general, who, who I'm, I'm no fan of. Former congressman Keith Ellison. But they had the right argument that we've used this in the past. We should be able to use it now. And a, a judge reinstated it as a potential charge. So there are options for the jury, whether it be second-degree murder or whether it be a manslaughter charge or whether it be third-degree murder. I would put forth to you right now that nothing is going to satisfy people on the ground. Nothing is going to satisfy rioters who want to riot. Rioters being different than than protesters, but rioters who want to riot. This is not going to satisfy in the slightest. We'll keep up with the trial as it continues. Then there is this tweet from Bernie Sanders. Now, you'll you'll notice that I, I guess I have come to this place where I've had my fill of this commie. I'm done with with any level of kindness. Bernie Sanders is a bad guy who has terrible ideas and has gamed the system his whole life to get himself three houses while pushing socialism. He would gladly take everything you own and put it in his pocket. He's a despicable cat. People who follow him are just wrong. They're ugly people. These are people who probably cheer on Mao. Elon Musk put out a a tweet. I am accumulating resources to help make life multiplanetary and extend the light of consciousness to the stars. He was responding to somebody, right? Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX. I am accumulating resources to help make life multiplanetary and extend the light of consciousness to the stars. Now, what's great is that former presidential candidate Marianne Williamson... The one with the crystals and the, and the love talk and everything else. She had responded to this and said, imagine if I had sent out this tweet. Which is pretty funny. That's, that is very, very self-deprecating in the case of Marianne Williamson. Very well done. Elon Musk puts this out. Bernie Sanders responds, space travel is an exciting idea. But right now, we need to focus on Earth and create a progressive tax system so that children don't go hungry, people are not homeless, and all Americans have health care. The level of inequality in America is obscene and a threat to our democracy. Bernie Sanders is a damn fool. Communism is evil, and the people who support it, whether under the guise of democratic socialism or what have you, are despicable, and they should be tossed to the side. They're failures from beginning to end and everything they think and everything they believe is failure. How do I know this? What person says to someone who is actually engaged in in civilian space travel? No, 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 no. We don't need this. We need a progressive tax system. 
We don't need a progressive tax system. We need you, Bernie Sanders, you communist, to stop spending so much. Wouldn't that be better? We have enough money. Stop spending so much. Do you really think government can stop people from going hungry? You could take all the money that the United States has and you'd have people going hungry in the third month. You don't know how to properly uh, uh, regulate that. You don't know how to distribute those dollars. You will run out of dollars because you will have put an end to people's want, need, desire to create and to build and to grow wealth. We have a healthier society today than at any point, right? More access to calories than any point, right? Oh, we're becoming obese. Well, we have food. Bernie Sanders once made the argument that bread lines are a good thing. Because that means everybody gets the food as opposed to it going to the rich. What's better? You wait for bread or bread waits for you? Walk into any Panera, what they call it, Atlanta bread, same thing all across the country. What's better? Walk into any supermarket. What's better? That the bread is there waiting for you and you're like, mm, I don't want that loaf. I want that loaf. I don't want white. I want rye. I don't want rye. I want sourdough. Ooh, that's a pumpernickel. Put it in my cart. And you know what? I'll take two because I can, because the bread waits for me. Or is it better that you don't have a cart? You wait online for hours and when they run out, oh, that's okay. You can always come back tomorrow and wait online again with zero efficiency. When you're waiting online for bread, you know what you can't do? Travel to space. Well, you know, the Russians did it with Sputnik. Is is this really your argument? Is this really your argument? That the Russians did it with Sputnik? I got a guy who's smoking weed with Joe Rogan doing it. Checkmate. In his spare time, he builds cars. Admittedly, he gets more uh, tax incentives uh, than I would like him to get from the federal government, but that's another conversation for another day. He's setting up Starlink. You know what Starlink is? It's an entire satellite system. Instead of using large satellites, it uses these smaller satellites, but more of them. And then when they uh, stop working, they will simply burn up in, in orbit so it doesn't create space junk. And it allows people in rural areas to get Internet access. Or he can wait in line for bread. It's just time to admit that Bernie Sanders is a damn fool. What are we doing? Why are we pretending otherwise? Why are we pretending that communism has anything to offer? It's garbage. These are garbage, bad people. Just say so. Just say so. Bernie Sanders and Representative Ocasio-Cortez, I mean, when someone's right, I will say so. But these are the the, the fundamentals of, of their theories. The fundamentals of their theories are nonsense. They want to, it's not that they just want to to do better for children. They want to do away with the ability to explore and to think and to expand the mind and to go over the hill and to sail the ocean and to try what's next. This tweet is about the extinguishing of the concepts of entrepreneurship. Of engaging what's next. This is Bernie Sanders saying, why are we thinking into the future? Why are we thinking grander? We should think about whether or not we should give people candles to heat their homes. This electricity is too expensive and we need everybody to be equal. We're not all equal. 
Now, we're equal under the law. On that, I agree. But we're not all equal in the minds. Let's face it. Elon Musk has some ideas that he's been able to put into practice. You, you, you want to deny that? You want to limit that? I, I don't think we should limit that at all. And this is why what we should limit is how much we listen to fools like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I called him a commie. No, I'm not apologizing. Why? I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Woodford Reserve Distillery announced plans for a major expansion. FoxLexington.com reports that the Brown Foreman Corporation said the expansion will double its production capacity and include three new copper pot stills. The expansion will also include a new building and boiler plant, more fermentation tanks, and a training center. Construction is expected to begin this spring and wrap up in the summer of 2022. For more information on this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. So they're condemning Don Lemon. And I'm like, what is, did I, did I miss something? And it's from his appearance on The View. I'm like, oh, I definitely missed something. Tony Katz, so good to be with you on Tony Katz today. Tell all your friends, bring them with you next time. Don Lemon, who was already on this conversation about, um, you know, people uh, trying to explain to people what Christianity is and, 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 and what Jesus wanted. It's like the theologian, Don Lemon of CNN. You know, he does the show there in the evenings. And he and, and Chris Cuomo, they engage in some banter. And, well, Don Lemon is just wokey woke, woke, woke. And he's going to tell you how it's going to be, although he doesn't quite understand how it even is. So, you know, uh, he, he's, he's got this idea that he understands decency and morality. And he gets to this conversation about who Jesus is. All right. I admit this is 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 not my um not my domain, we'll we'll say. However, this is a very interesting conversation he has here. Because in it, there are Jewish groups that are really upset. We also have to start uh, being realistic about God and the Bible. And if you are a person of faith in this country, and, and you, we know America is built on faith and religious freedom, then we have to, I think, a good way of starting is to present the true identity of Jesus. And that is as a black or a brown person, rather than someone who looks like a white hippie from uh, Sweden or Norway. And I think we should start with a true depiction of what Jesus looked like and put that in your home, either a black Jesus or brown Jesus um, because we knew Jesus looked more like a Muslim or someone who was dark rather than someone who was blonde uh. first what's with the whole Norway thing that struck me as just a, a of all the times I've seen a crucifix I have never once said that's that that's a Norwegian it's never dawned on me it is n- n- never once 
Uh, secondly, uh, Jesus was Jewish. So people are listening to this and what he says right here. Put that in your home, either a black Jesus or a brown Jesus, um, because we knew Jesus looked more like a Muslim or someone who was dark rather than someone who was blonde, uh, a blonde looking carpenter. And then when you're and people are looking at this and saying that this is an example of, of, of anti-Semitism. I don't think that's the case. I think this is the, an example of when someone actually thinks they know things. Remember, there's nothing that out there that shows that Don Lemon of CNN is some level of theologian. There is tremendous amount out there that shows that Don Lemon really and truly thinks he's special and important. He thinks he's important. So this all fits in beautifully to that kind of mentality. I think anti-Semitism is real. I just don't think it's everywhere. It isn't in all things, and I don't want to play in the critical race theory world to say, oh, that's anti-Semitism or that's anti-Semitism. No, I think it's much more believable, right? It's it's Hanlon's razor, right? So Occam's razor, which is um, very often uh, utilized improperly in terms of how it's described, right? The axiom, if, if you will. Uh, so Occam's razor is that like the simplest solution is the answer is usually the answer, right? That's what they mean. Hanlon's razor, H-A-N-L-O-N, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. That's Don Lemon. Don Lemon's not an anti-Semite. Don Lemon just wants you to know how smart and important he is. And he's a schmuck. Not everything needs to be this get up on the soapbox and say, you have insulted my people. I swear to you right now, my people are insulted by Don Lemon over this. Man, they don't watch enough Don Lemon. Because you watch a week of CNN, you'll be far more insulted than this nonsense comment. This pseudo-intellectual getting on the view and espousing how you should view Jesus. By the way, I, I, I've known a few Christians in, in, in my day. So for, for my friends who are Christians, would it matter to you if Jesus was black, brown, something other than Norwegian white, which I'm pretty sure is a color Bob Ross used to use? I don't think Christians care about that part as much as they care about what it was that Jesus is teaching them, was teaching them, continues to teach them about how to lead a good life. I think that's the thing. Oh, look, I'm not an expert, but I think if you ask the serious ones, (laughs) this is what they will tell you is just a wee bit more important. I don't think they're running from uh, uh, a uh, a black Jesus. It's a very weird thing to say. I found that to be more bothersome that somehow he thinks Christians would be bothered by this than anything than not recognizing that Jesus uh, it, it w- was Jewish. I just I I think that just goes to his 
his ignorance and makes me it just furthers in me the understanding that he doesn't really have a mind he's got pseudo intellectualism and he wants you to think he's smart and it's because he believes something true he thinks it's true he never wants actually questions that's who he is don't think of his anti-semitism fools are everywhere Find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Get the podcast at TonyKatz.com. This right here is Tony Katz Today.